absolute power corrupts absolutely. Let's go. Ain't no room for hesitation up in here. It's time to leave it on the field. Because it's game time. It's time to make your hard work pay off. Make your mom and dad proud. Make your opponent pay the price. It's time to step up and get it done, son. You go hard or you go home. From the first whistle to the last. Bring it all day, every play. Because you know your boys are going to put on the line for you. They got your back, so you better have theirs. This is about the team. It's about pride. It's about who's the hunger is. So what's it going to be, man? You going to leave it on the field, or you going to leave it inside? You going to leave it or something in your tank? Or you going to do what champions do? Leave nothing. Leave nothing. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to a bright summer Sunday morning. I am JT, a.k.a. The Master, and as always, you're listening to me. This is The Master Plan. The number to call in is 347-637-3220. I'll say that again. It's 347-637-3220 is a place to be if you want to talk to JT, The Master, and that would be me. Got to give a special shout-out today. Hopefully she's watching, uh, listening, I should say, to my uh, niece, Ashley, um, she uh, informed me yesterday that she's uh, joining the ranks of fantasy football players and is listen, uh, looking for Unc for advice. And uh, Ashley, if you're listening, uh, it's going to be a lot of information. Sit down, grab something comfortable to, to drink with, because this is going to be a two-hour ride. If, if you don't want to stay for two hours, can always go back to this website, www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash V-I-C-H-B-K and catch, us, catch me in the archives. You can always catch my list that I'm going to be uh, doing today, which would be the quarterbacks and wide receiver rankings are going to be on spotonradio.webs.com. Um, go on that website. If you don't catch all the rankings today, you can also go on that other website. That's spotonradio.webs.com and uh, catch the uh, rankings in the um, uh, on there. All right, we have also have a chat room sitting out there. If you happen to be sitting online and, and you are in a chat room, you can also ask your questions and make a statement or a comment in there. Um, people. That was a football chant. That's that's a, a pump up song, and uh, I'm pumped up because it's uh, football season. Training camps are in full swing, and uh, when training camps get in full swing, that shortly follows preseason games, and quite naturally, after preseason games are all done with, the real season begins. Week through one through seventeen, and the eventual winner, quite quite naturally, uh, is the Super Bowl winner. But we're going to try to get you to get the most out of your draft. Because that's the first thing. Before the, before the uh, regular season starts, all you fantasy football players out there are taking a look at uh, um, what's going on in preseason, uh, taking a look at all the players that are going to be playing, the skilled players, uh, wide receivers, quarterbacks, tight ends and running backs 
quite nicely, team defenses and um, uh, kickers. But for you new, new fantasy football players in your draft, you don't take your team, you don't take your defense until the last round of your draft. You don't take a kicker until the last round of your draft. Now, that's not to say that you don't um, move those play, those two two uh, positions on your starting roster, kickers and um, team defense, in and out, depending on how well they do and depending on the matchup, because uh, quite naturally, there's 32 teams. Depending on your league, whether it's a 10-team league, 12-team league, 14-team, 16-team, and up, there's always going to be a defense out there that no one, no one has on their roster. There's always going to be a kicker out there that maybe have a better matchup, or like I said, a defense that may have a better matchup than yours. Um, that, but, but you have to make that decision. But before you get to that, you got to be able to know what the do's and don'ts of drafting, preparing for your draft. And hopefully, I can make you. I can help you do more of the do's than the don'ts, because it may sound easy, may sound simple, but if you want to be successful in fantasy football, if you're really dedicated to wanting to win, you're really competitive person, and you hate to lose. Now everybody loses in fantasy football. Uh, No one goes season in and season out undefeated. Now some, some people have one season to the next, but no one who plays fantasy football over a period of time, they're going to lose, whether it's in the regular season, if they're that fortunate to go undefeated in the regular season, or in the playoffs. So the key is this. And remember, the key is this. One of the keys is to always have fun, and I'm always said always have fun, and to make it to the playoffs. That's the key. Because if, if you don't make it to the playoffs, you don't have a chance to win the championship. So no matter how many losses you rack up, if you still can make it to the playoffs, you have a chance to get to the championship. So first thing you, you do is you do your homework. Don't worry. You need to approach this like you're studying the SAT. Because you have to do a little research so that while you're going into the draft, you're not completely blind. Check out the websites. There's a lot out of a lot out of them. A lot of them, I should say. NFL.com, ESPN.com, Yahoo.com. They all have fantasy football um, parts in there, and they all have opinions. They all have rankings. They all have information that may be beneficial to you. Now, I can't go speak because I, you know, there's a lot of information in all those websites. CBSSports.com, uh, that's another one. Roto World, R-O-T-O World, one word, dot com. Uh, the Huddle, dot com. Um, there's, there's a lot of websites out there. Um, if you let me put it this way, you go to Google, we type in fantasy football, and you'll see what I'm talking about. 
There's a lot of websites out there to give you a lot of good information. So it, for that, do your homework. You got to do the research in order to, like I said, go into the draft, not completely blind, and have an idea. And with that, with that um, uh, part of it, um, you got to you got to practice. You got to practice, practice. And if you're a novice out there, you, you got to practice that, that much more. Doesn't take that long. Takes a little bit of time out of your day. Um, you can go to multiple, through multiple mocks. Now, if you're only new to this and you're only doing one league, depending on what website you are, whether it's Yahoo, whether it's uh, um, ESPN, whether it's CBS, you go to that web- website. Go to the fantasy football part of that website, and it should have a part where you can do mock drafts. And in that mock draft, um, give you um, choices. Whether it's an auction league, which is, which is extremely difficult, especially for a new 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 uh, a rookie, or a um, PPR, which is point per reception. That means that uh, um, when a running back or a tight end or a wide receiver catches a pass, in addition to the yardage that they, they uh, accumulate, they get a point for catching that pass. If they drop it, they don't get a point. If they, they get a point for dropping, uh, to, to, um, catching a pass. And that uh, uh, is even more important when you come to drafting. You have to know your league settings. So if you get into the league, and you are, um, depending on what type of league it is, it doesn't make a difference. You have to know what your league settings are. On the website, they say, for instance, on ESPN, besides having the, uh, uh, on the league homepage, one of the tabs on that are settings or league settings. You go to that, and it'll tell you, um, What's the scoring parameters for a quarterback? What's the scoring parameters for a running back, wide receiver, tight end, um, uh, for the kickers, for a team defense, and the like? Whether, and then you'll be able to see if it's a PPR. It'll tell you that um, they'll get a point for each. There's a lot of different variations of, um, and a lot of options that your league commissioner can put uh, in the settings. But you, as a member of the league, have to know the settings before you go to the draft. That's, extre- that's extremely important because it helps, helps in your drafting and how you want to draft. Next thing on the docket here, let me talk, let me talk to this about this. Remember that the, the, the league, your league, is a um, is a weekly game. All right, it's a weekly game, and uh, treat it as such. Even though you drafted your players and you have a roster, is that's a not a finished piece of work. 
you put your you, you put your squad together on, on the uh, on, on draft day, and the, the whole sole reason is to outscore the uh, your opponent each and every week, quite naturally. But there are bye weeks that you have to worry about. There are injuries that you have to worry about. You have to stay up on how many how, who's uh, uh, the next person in line if you're injured. Um, it, it's extremely important that you stay on top of this. Now, you do have to do a lot of research, especially if you're uh, a new, uh, somebody new going into this. You've got to do a lot of research. You've got to pay attention to what's going on on each of these uh, websites. Um, Rotor World is very good, um, very good in, in keeping you up to date on injuries, keeping you up to date on players that um, are um, – doing very well in preseason, but don't get overexcited in players that in preseason. A lot of players that are preseason heroes may not pan out when it comes to real games. Remember, preseason, and I've always subscribed to this, and if you listen to to, to uh, me in the past, is this. Most teams that are very good the previous year, for all intents and purposes, their mindset is they don't have a lot to prove. They're just fine-tuning their team. They're not going to take a lot of chances with players that are established. And they're going to put in players that are not going to be starting in the the regular season. So those players are going to be hyped up. And the records in preseason of those teams, for the most part, may not be as as, uh, winning records. Let me put it that way. Whereas teams that had losing records or were high in the NFL draft, something to prove, trying to find their way, trying to improve the season, so um, they can make a shot, have a shot to get in the playoffs or trying that much harder. So they're going to play their players that much more. So the starting players are going to play more against other players on the other team that may not be starting players. So they may look that much better. So you're getting a team, just, and I'm just throwing it out there, you're getting a team like the Tennessee Titans, who was, was one of the worst teams in football last year. Um, and they're going up against, say the, uh, I'll say the, I'm, I'm picking a good team out here. Say the uh, Green Bay Packers. Okay. Now the Tennessee Titans may play like they're uh, world champions against the Green Bay Packers because the Green Bay Packers, and that's, that's really a bad analogy because the Green Bay Packers were uh, really. Uh, a decent team, but they weren't the team uh, of the Green Bay Packers of the past. So I'll say, let's say they were playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. Real good, real good example. High-flying offense, uh, a lot of um, high-profile players, and, and a dynamic offense, and the defense is uh, a little shaky. Uh, and they're trying to improve on the defense. So Tennessee Titans play, play lights out against the Pittsburgh Steelers in a preseason game. And then they go, do, back that up playing another good team. 
So that other, the other good teams may not be – they're just trying to tweak certain positions. They're not really worried about their skill positions, whereas the Tennessee Titans are trying to establish a winning um, mindset. So they're going to be playing better, going to be playing harder. Guys are going to be playing really playing hard for the position, not that the other team doesn't. So they may look good. So the preseason hype for some players in Tennessee may not be um, – may be high, but it may not carry out for the most part. It won't carry out into the regular season. So don't get caught up in the preseason hype of players. Uh, know what uh, – having a good idea uh, um, players' capabilities are. Rookies are really shaky. You're, you're, you're probably – if a rookie's going to start um, – Look at the how, how how good you think the rookie is, and look how um, well he can he can play within the offense that he has. If it's a dynamic offense and he's included in it, um, they must think highly enough of him that that he he'll be able to contribute. Um, for instance, and I'm not saying I'm just not singling him out. I'll be doing rankings of uh, running backs in about uh, uh, three weeks. <clears throat> Ezekiel Elliott. He's behind the uh, he, he's running behind the best offensive line in football. Um, he he, he in, in all intents and purposes would be an exception. A lot of rookies, uh, a lot of rookies, um, come out with some hype. Some of them pan out. Some of them don't. Rookies are very inconsistent, especially rookie rookie wide receivers. Not to say that someone like Odell Beckham can't show out, or Corey Coleman in Cleveland this year can't show out. But but you gotta go with, go with your gut, and you gotta do the research to, 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 and have a good feeling when you accumulate this person on your draft. And speaking of the draft, don't draft more than one quarterback, more than one tight end, or a kicker or a defense. You don't need two kickers on your team. You don't need two defenses on your team. There's more than enough of those. And, and um, if you're in a small league, you don't need a, another quarterback. Try to load up on wide receivers, running backs. And this goes in line with know your settings because you only can probably get a certain amount of running backs, a certain amount of wide receivers. Um, So you have to know your limitations on that. All right. Now I've gone through that and, uh, one of the things I must say to you is this, people out there. Practice, practice, practice. Mock drafts, they're free. Mock drafts, they're free. Mock drafts, they're free. I do a lot of mock drafts. I just do mock drafts. I put myself in, in, in different positions in a draft. If it's a 10-team draft, I try to do uh, I try to mock drafts uh, multiple times in different positions, whether it's picking first. I'm picking last. I'm picking in the middle. I, 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 you try to do as much drafting as you possibly can to get a feel. Now, it's not going to be the same as if you are drafting in your league. Quite naturally, you only draft one time in your league, and then you got to play with that team and then work the waiver wire. Or if you're savvy enough, uh, uh, work some trades out if, your te- if you have other teammates that want to trade. 
But if you are new to fantasy football, one of the best ways to get a field for the draft is do mock drafting. And this is how I would do it. Okay. This is how, and, and, and this is the important, this is a very, very good tool to use because this helps in, in evaluating how you draft. The website I'm going to give to you is this, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to bring it up right as we speak. So, um, all right. Say you do a mock draft. Okay, regardless of if you were the first pick in a mock draft or you're the last pick in a mock draft. And I know a mock draft, a mock draft. Now, how, how, how do I know that if I did a good job in, in drafting or do I need to do a better job in drafting? Or, or Because depending on where you draft, one through ten, if you're in a ten-team league, um the draft can go a different way for you and and uh, you have to have a feel for what you what you're looking for and and I I'm going to give you an idea of what you should be looking at in my opinion but to evaluate there's a there's a website to evaluate how you draft it the website is www.footballguys.com top of the page it has uh, several um, tabs that you can go to. One of them says free. You highlight free, and on that, in that tab of, within that tab of free, it says rate my team. You click on that. You type in the, the, the players that, that you um, accumulated in your mock draft. Um, put in the settings or some settings. Of uh, of your league, say you did a mock draft and it's ten teams. The first thing after you put all of, all the players in, it says number of players per team. Right, naturally, if, you, if it was a ten team, you put ten 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 team in there. Uh, I mean, you put num- number of players on. Excuse me. First, first thing it says number of players on a team. So you put the number of players that you drafted. Say it was a, it was in the ESPN draft. Normal players are sixteen, so you put sixteen in there. The next one is number of teams in your league. All right, so you have a 10-team league, so you type in 10 teams. How many teams make the playoffs? See, that's what I'm saying. You gotta you gotta know what your settings are uh, on your on your um, in your league, and you put in the amount of teams that make the playoffs. Under that, it says playoff weeks, and you have three choices, uh, four choices really. Uh, three weeks, which is week 14, 15, and 16, usually a a regular season for um, fantasy football. Usually. Um, It varies. But the normal is 13 weeks. Week 14, 15, and 16 um, used to play to uh, uh, play the playoffs. And and it it breaks down to the teams that make the playoffs. Um, Some teams, some Leagues go to week seventeen. Week and a lot of teams don't go to a lot of leagues don't go to week seventeen for the simple reason that uh, in week seventeen, um, if you notice in week seventeen, there's a lot of teams that uh, don't play their regular players. They rest them 
if they if, if they have if they may, have made the playoffs already. So they don't want to get them hurt in week 17. So a lot of leagues don't go to week 17 because a lot of, some players may not play, and it takes away from a max lineup that you can put out there. And say say uh, Rams make the playoffs. Week 17, they don't play Todd Gurley. So you have Todd Gurley on your roster, but you can't use him week 17 because he's not playing. That's a disadvantage. So a lot of teams don't do that. they rather go to week 16 when it, most teams are going to play their best players. There's four options. Week uh, three weeks, 14, 15, 16, week 15 and 16, um, 15, 16, and 17, and week 16 and 17. And then, you, and then from there, it, it goes down to um, um, what's your starting lineup. And usually you put your starting lineup. You don't have to put the, the uh, fill in the other boxes. Starting lineup is usually most starting lineups are a quarterback, running back, two wide receivers, a tight end, uh, a place kicker, and a defense. Now, you may have flex. You may Flex is a position where you can put a running back, a wide receiver, or a tight end in that position that is a versatile position and, and that's that's why it's called the flex because it's flexible um you may have a three wide receiver uh lineup it's important to know your league settings and then you go down to whether it's a standard league standard league you don't get a point for each catch that the receiver makes you they only make uh points when they accumulate a certain amount of yardage per point and you put in all the Particulars relating down, to, excuse me, relating down to that box. Um, I really wouldn't worry about any kind of team defense scoring, or, or um, anything below past the um, points per extra point. Um, the only thing I need, need need after you need to, the only thing you need to do after that, on the bottom of the page, is go type in any team name and your email address. What's going to happen is this. You put your email address in there, and right below there is Rate My Team. You click on Rate My Team, and then it'll show you. It'll show you um, what they think of your team, and it, it's got three or four different opinions and where you were weak when you drafted. Great tool for uh, uh, anyone. Great tool for anyone looking to draft. For the first time, looking to great tool. I use this all the time. I use it all the time because practice, practice, practice. You never get too overconfident. You never think I know it all because I don't. So you do do a lot of practice. If you want to be successful, you got to put the work in. All right, people. Enough of that. Enough of those things. Um, and, and people, you got any questions, you got any questions out there? Um, those who know me know how to get in touch with me, um, text wise with questions. If you need help in in drafting, I I definitely can do that for you. I can definitely help you draft. Um, you, you, you need questions to answered right away. Those who know me. Uh, know how to get in touch with me right away. Uh, you have other type of questions, um, questions that don't even answer right away. You can also email me. 
I always get my email address out. It's not a problem with me. J, as in letter J, Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, 342, the number 342, at Comcast. That's J Taylor 342 at Comcast.net. I'll always answer questions. Just shoot, shoot me an a email. I'm always looking at my email. I try to respond very quickly because uh, that's how I roll. All right, people. Today, today, I told you last week because of the conversation I had last week that I was going to double up today. Um, this is an extended show. We're already a half an hour into it, but we got an hour and a half left. And I'm talking about quarterbacks and wide receivers today. Yes, sir. Talk quarterbacks and wide receivers today. We're ranking them. Some sleepers sitting out there. Some sleepers sitting out there. Guys lost in the sauce. I think they're going to be uh, uh, surprising guys this year. And I'd like to see it happen. I told you earlier a few weeks ago that my rankings and my predictions did not fare too well last year. In fact, they sucked. Tell you that straight up, they really sucked. And uh, for the first time in a long time, unfortunately, I got in the playoffs, didn't win one championship. But I'm extremely disappointed in that. Well, I'm, but not as much as I'm disappointed in how my rankings did not pan out for you. Well, I've done my research to, to this year, and hopefully, God willing, I, I can give you some better info or some more, yeah, some better info that will put you over the top, get you into the playoffs, and hopefully win you a championship. That's what I'm. That's my ultimate goal is get you into the playoffs and ultimately win you a championship. That's how we like to roll here. We're talking about chips. We're talking about ships here, championships. All right, let's move. Let's start off with quarterbacks. Now I've I've said it in the past, and I always say it. I will not draft a quarterback in the first round, second round, third round, fourth round, fifth round, sixth round, seventh round, I'll think about it. You know why? In a 10-team league, not just check this out, in a 10-team league, it's nice and sexy to have the number one quarterback, okay? But if you take a quarterback in the first round or the second round. That means you're not getting the best running back. That means you're not getting the best wide receiver or one of the best wide receivers. You're getting the quarterback. So say you're the only one that takes a quarterback in the first round. And it's a 10-team league. So everyone has already gotten the 10 best running backs or 10 best wide receivers, or a combination of both, than you have. When it's a 32-team league, when if you wait it to the seventh round, you get the seventh best quarterback in the league, and you can load up on running backs. Now, I'm in, I've been in many leagues, and there's always at least one person 
at least one person that takes a quarterback in the first round. And for the most part, that person does not ever make the playoffs for the simple reason, unless he's extremely fortunate uh, down the road, because now he's, he's, behind, he's, he's behind the eight ball. Cause now he's got it. He's got a, get a can't miss running back or a can't miss wide receiver. Whereas in the first round, for the most part, those are can't miss positions to get, meaning running back and wide receiver. My philosophy, and you may have a different philosophy, but my philosophy is I try to get the best running back, depending on what um, position I'm in, one through ten, I try to get the best running back. One of the best positions to be in, believe it or not, is the last pick in the first round. Because usually what happens in the last pick in the first round, well, not usually, it always happens. Well, I say, let me put it this way. In a normal snake draft, and this snake draft is this. Whatever you draft in the first round, you're going to draft, draft the exact opposite in the second round. And then the exact opposite in the third round. So if you're the first draft, if you, you're the first pick in the first round, you're going to be the last pick in the second round. If you're the last pick in the first round, you're going to be the first pick in the first round. That's what they call the snake draft. And a, a, lot of, a lot of people like to get the lower part of the first round because they get to pick the earliest part of the second round. So they're able to get accumulate two good players almost back-to-back. If you're the last pick in the ten, first round, number 10, and I'm, I'm just picking 10, 10 team league, 10, then you get to pick the first pick in the first second round, which is which is great. But then you have to wait until the um, end of the third round to get your next pick. But you pick two picks back to back, whereas people in the earlier in the draft have to wait a little longer. It has advantages and disadvantages. Disadvantages, you're picking, always picking last in one round. The advantage, you're picking first in the, other, in the next round. But let's get back to the quarterbacks as I got them ranked here. I'm also going to give you some, um, some sleepers, some guys that may not. And it, like I'm saying this, let me get back to my original thought. Because there's 32 teams, you got 32 quarterbacks out there. Now, and most, naturally, for the most part, there's like maybe half a dozen to 15, 15 quarterbacks that are worth playing uh, as a starting quarterback in fantasy. Not every quarterback, even though they're a quarterback in real life, is a starting quarterback in fantasy. Uh, say like a... Uh, rookie quarterback like a Jared Goff, he's not a he's a start. Maybe he may be a starting quarterback for the Los Angeles Rams, but he may may not be a starting quarterback. Well, he's not a starting quarterback in fantasy. Fantasy, you're looking to get as many points from as many positions as you possibly can to outscore your opponent. 
So quarterbacks do accumulate a lot of points, but because the leagues are so 10, 12, 14, 16 team leagues, you don't need to draft a quarterback early to get a quality quarterback. You can get, and, you, and you'll see as I go up within 10 to, 10, 10 to 1, the, the type of quarterbacks that you can draft without picking them in the early rounds. You can pick them in the middle rounds or the late rounds. Last, last year, uh, one of the best quarterbacks in, in football last year was Carson Palmer. I picked up Carson Palmer in the 12th round last year. In the 12th round of a, six, of a 14-team league. 12th round. That's what I'm talking about. And Carson Palmer balled out each and every week for the most part. Plain and simple. Uh, I, I, and I went to the playoffs. I was the number one seed in my playoffs. I, unfortunately, I didn't win my, win my league. But uh, I, I had the most points. Um, and and, and uh, that's what I'm talking about. You don't need to pick a quarterback early. You can wait on a quarterback. And when you're comfortable, comfortable enough to pick a quarterback, have an idea who you want, and pick them. All right, let's 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 uh, move on to ranking these quarterbacks, and then then after that, wide receivers. Number twenty-five, and, and this guy has been much maligned, much maligned in 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 his uh, play in Denver and now in Chicago. He's been in Chicago for a while. Um, he, he's improved his quality of play at the quarterback position over the last two years. Um, but now there may be a problem because he's, he's having to deal with his third offensive coordinator in three seasons. Uh, and, and is that going to affect his, uh, his fantasy position? Um, he had Mark Tressman in 2014 and, and he threw for a career high 28 touchdowns, but he also had 18 interceptions. Um, then he uh, gets uh, Adam Gase, um, and he, Gase came in to try to rein in Cutler and remake the offense into a more balanced uh, run-influence approach. And, and he Gase in, in, uh, definitely um, uh, did that what most people thought was impossible to do, to uh, get Cutler to play within the framework of uh, – uh, each and every game plan, instead of uh, playing like he was a sand, playing on a sandlot. Uh, Cutler led the offense, um, 18th overall, and uh, played some of his best ball. But Gase is gone. He went to Miami, and now he's on his third uh, offensive coordinator. And uh, are we going to get a... Um, Jay Cutler, that going to throw for 20, 25 to twenty-eight touchdowns and 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 push for four thousand yards, or, or are we going to have a Jay Cutler that's a, a turnover waiting to happen? Has been in the past, last three years. Jay Cutler, this is his, 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 his stats last three years. 21 touchdowns, 
11 interceptions. That was, that was last year. He played in 15 games. Year before that, 15 games, 28 touchdowns, 18 interceptions. 2013, played only in 11 games, 19 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. And with that in mind, that's why he's number 25, because I don't think he's going to to approach 4,000 yards. Um, I think he may may get a couple hundred short of that. Uh, But the norm for Jay Cutler is about 22, 23 24 touchdowns and about 15 interceptions and about 35, about 35 to 3,700 yards, somewhere around there. And that's why he is my number 25 um, rated uh, quarterback. Let's move on to number 20, uh, 24, which would be um, my man. The $72 million man, the man they got from uh, Denver. Unfortunately, his initials are B.O., but that's who I'm going to call him, B.O., not because he's going to stink, not because he's going to stink. It's because Brock Osweiler is now with the Houston Texans um, and uh, has very little in stats to come behind what um, is projected, but I think he's going to do about the same as Jay Cutler, about 35, 3,700 yards, uh, throw for about 24, 23, somewhere around there in, in touchdowns, um, probably around 14, 15 interceptions, and uh, he's unknown for, for the most part. Uh, he only played eight games last year. He started seven of those games, uh, won five. He was went five and two, uh, ten, ten touchdowns, six interceptions. Not a good ratio. Uh, he almost matched his uh, touchdown and at, threw for almost 2,000 yards. And, and uh, 61, roughly for 62% uh, passing rate, pass completion, I should say. So, in my opinion, Brock Osweiler is the uh, can be a a QB one, but a very low QB one. But um, it's going to be tough. Uh, he's a solid QB two in my position. Um, so, uh, with the tutelage of um, another quarterback and a quotation marks guru, as in um, Bill O'Brien. Um, I think Brock Osweiler is going to take a step up in a run-oriented offense. That's why I got him at number 24. Number 23 is uh, Alex Smith. Old, reliable, never throw more than um, 10 interceptions in, in, a, in a season. Uh that's the uh, last time he threw 10 interceptions or more was uh, in 2010. But since 2010, Alex Smith hasn't thrown more than eight interceptions. How reliable and how ball security uh, um, can you get? 
2015, 20 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. 2014, 18 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. 2013, 23 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. That's the last three years that he's been with Kansas City. So what do you think Alex Smith is going to do, especially with his one of his favorite toys out there? Um, about 20, 22 touchdowns, about seven interceptions. Uh, very liable. Um, uh, not a QB1. Uh, I'll tell you when uh, a quarterback is the QB1. Alex Smith is a bye week filling, meaning that Sooner or later, your quarterback's going to get on, going to get a week off in, in season as a bye week. And this Alex Smith is a decent fill-in because you, you know he's not going to turn the ball over, and he's going to give you decent numbers, not fantastic numbers, but he's going to give you consistent numbers. Let me put it that way. And that's what you're looking for: consistency. Even if your number one guy in whatever position that you, we're talking about here is out. All right, let's move on to, um, uh, and, and I know this may be boring, but I'm, I'm coming up with these rankings, and, and I want to make sure that uh, you have a good idea of the top quarterbacks versus quarterbacks. They may have a good name, uh, flash and dash, but you may, you may not want to put them on your fantasy roster as your starting quarterback. Next one on the list is Joe Flacco coming off an ACL. Um, I'm not, I have never been a big Joe Flacco fan, Um uh, he doesn't. He doesn't really excite me in, in the quarterback position. Definitely a quarterback too. Definitely a bye week feeling. Uh, he's got questionable um, options to go to. And Steve Smith, who's coming off a horrible Achilles uh, injury, Brashard Pyramid, who was a rookie last year and never was completely healthy at all, and never set foot on the uh, football field, and still having itch- health issues this year. And he also has. Uh, um, uh, Kamar Aiken, uh, who for the most part was his go-to guy. And Dennis Pitta, who is coming back from serious hip injury uh, and is trying to make a comeback. So I don't have too much faith in the uh, passing game of um, um, Baltimore. And, that, and in turn, I don't have too much faith. And that's why I have Joe Flacco at number uh, 22. Yes, 22. So, in my opinion, he played only 10 games. He had 14 touchdowns and almost had as many interceptions as he had touchdowns, 12 interceptions. He had 12 interceptions in 2014, but he he threw for 2,700, excuse me, 27 touchdowns. But he's good for double-digit touchdowns, 12 touchdowns. 2013, he had more interceptions than he had touchdowns, where he had 22 interceptions and 19 uh, touchdowns. So I'm not a big Joe Flacco fan. Got a big contract, but doesn't push out their big-time numbers. But I have him at number 22. All right, let's move on to the next one on the hit list. I'm really liking this guy. Uh, most people don't uh, or, or overlook him. Let me put it that way. And you probably can get him late in the draft because he, he gets overlooked a lot. Plus the fact is he lost his one of his best receivers in football and Calvin Johnson. 
talked about Matthew Stafford. Um, I see Matthew Stafford having to throw uh, quite a bit. I uh, see this is one of these guys I think is going to throw for over 4,000 yards. He's done it since 2011, 5,038 yards. 2012, 4,967 yards. 2013, 4,647 yards. 2014, 4,247 yards. 2015, 4,262 yards. So for the last five years, Matthew Stafford has thrown for over 4,000 yards. Last five years. The worst touchdown to, to uh, um, interception ratio was in 2012, where he threw for 20 touchdowns and 17 interceptions. Otherwise than that, 2013, 29 touchdowns, 19 interceptions. 2014, 22 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. 2015, 32 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Mark, mark of consistency, in my opinion, um, I know I have him down here as the um, number uh, 21, but he could easily, easily slide into that QB range and become a top quarterback, and I guarantee you, for the most part, he's going to be overlooked. Especially in the 10-team league, he's going to be overlooked. But I, I like Matthew Stafford a lot. So maybe not to draft in a 10-team league, but he is a one, one guy that is worth looking after. Or at, I should say. All right, let's move on to, to number 20. Um, even though I'm not a real big fan of this guy, uh, Hugh Jackson, his uh, um, offensive coordinator that got the most out of him, uh, last year uh, is gone, and uh, now he has to uh, uh, deal with another coordinator. And Mohamed Sanu and Marvin Jones are no longer there. One of his two um, options to throw to are no longer there. Uh, um, <clears> T.J. <throat> Green is still there. And uh, Tyler Eifert, the tight end, is still there. So he has has some weapons to throw to. And uh, uh, Andy Dalton, I'm talking about, people. Um, he had a pretty good year, decent year. Only played in 13 games. 25 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, 3,200 yards. Um, if he can stay healthy for the most part, let, this past year was the first year that he got hurt and wasn't able to play 16 games. Um, you see, I can see him throwing for 30, over 3,700 yards and probably two dozen touchdowns and uh, maybe a half a dozen interceptions. Um, never had a um, um, a really bad, really bad, um, well, I can't say that. I never uh, uh, had a short shortage of uh Receiver options that he as he as he does now, and uh, preseason will will say a lot. I understand that, um, and I and I may be contradicting myself, but you got to have a feel when you watch preseason games, and it's important to watch preseason games, um, and um, because twofold, they try to get the best out of the short amount of time that they're on the field, meaning starting players, 
uh, to get some type of rhythm going into the beginning of the season. And you never know what teams are going to come out of the gate in a pre in a, in a regular season um, rolling or still in preseason mode. Uh, this, this team here may be one of them. New offensive coordinator um, and a, um, a, I would say, new set of receivers, but additional receivers that need to put in the work to get acclimated to the quarterback. Andy Dalton. Now let's move up to the next one, which would be second-year player, Tennessee. Now, I did mention Tennessee before, but this guy is a dual threat. Um, talking about Marcus Mariota, besides being able to throw the football, and he's one of the, he's pretty accurate in throwing the football. Being he was a rookie, now this is a second-year player. Um, accurate accuracy is um, is uh, he only played in twelve games because he sustained a few injuries that um, held him back from scoring more points. His average was 21 points a game, which is pretty good for a quarterback. Uh, And that's because of his dual threat, being able to run and pass the football. Last year, his only year that he played, he had 19 touchdowns and 10 10 interceptions. He ran for uh, 252 yards and two touchdowns. So, uh, like I said, he's a dual threat. Um, He's under a a uh, coach, a defensive-minded coach who wants to play defense and run the football, um, and, and then he takes shots down the field as needed. Uh, his wide receivers are still work in progress. Um, his most reliable receiver was his tight end, Delaney Walker, uh, but Marcus Mariana had a good rookie year, and um, they've, they've improved their supporting cast on offense, and they and, a, uh, and that includes the running back position, acquiring two players, one in the, uh, on a trade and the other one in the draft. So you know they're going to run the football a lot. And uh, um, like I say, take shots down to the, uh, down the field. And uh, being a young quarterback, I've always said this, young quarterback, first, second-year quarterbacks, their best friend, their BFF, so to speak, is their tight end. So if they have an if they have a capable tight end, as in Delaney Walker, they'll be throwing to him a lot, a lot. And it showed up in the stats with Delaney Walker. And when we get to tight ends, I'll uh, I'll, I'll show you why. But Marcus Mariota is my number nineteen rated quarterback. All right, let's move on to the next one in line, and that would be Mr. Tony Romo. Mr. Tony Romo is number 18 on my hit list. When Tony Romo is healthy, when he he is healthy, 37 to over 4,000 yards are within easy reach. 
Tony Romo last uh, in 2014-2013 played in 15 games. 2014 he threw for 34 touchdowns and nine interceptions. 2013 he threw for 31 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. 37 and 3,800 yards respectively in both back to both those years. Quite naturally, Tony Romo has to be healthy in order to put those numbers up. Quite naturally, Tony Romo needs a running game to put those numbers up. Uh, 2015, when everything came apart, he only played in four games. He threw more interceptions than he did touchdowns. Um, it's really not even worth talking about what the statistics were because um, – it was meaningless. He only played in four games. But when Tony Romo had a running game, key, had a running game and an offensive line that can protect him. Now, I did say they have the best offensive line in football for running, not necessarily for pass protection. But the key to keep Tony Romo healthy is to run the football consistently, consistently. Last year, they were early in the season, uh, throughout the season, they were inconsistent in running the football, even though Darren McFadden ran for 1,000 yards. They weren't consistent enough in protecting Tony Romo, and the result was Tony Romo only played in four games. But one healthy, last four years he's played at least 16 or 15 games, Tony Romo put up big-time numbers. And I'm looking for Tony Romo to come back and do that. Borderline QB1? Absolutely. Probably be stealing late, late in the rounds because the fact is no one, it, everyone is skittish on Tony Romo, Tony Romo because he's consistently getting hurt. But if you look at Tony Romo, the last four years, he's played 15 or 16 games. Last time he really got hurt, only played less, less than half the, half the season, was in 2010. Just think about that. Let's move on to number uh, 17. And uh, they call him Matty Ice. Didn't play that well last year. Did not play that well last year. Due for over 4,500 yards. How can I say he didn't play well? Well, inconsistent. Um. Atlanta came out, ball of fire, and then faded. Matt Ryan threw for almost as many touch, touchdowns as he did interceptions, 21 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. He's good for throwing at least 15 interceptions each and every year. He's done that in the last three years, 17, 29, uh, excuse me, 17, 14, and 16 interceptions from 2013 to 2015. And uh, he threw for 26 touchdowns in 2013, 28 touchdowns in 2014, 21 touchdowns in 2015. That's because they were running the ball a lot, too, and with Devontae Freeman. Got a defensive-minded coach. I, I, I would think that he'd be running the football more, even though he does have a dynamic receiver in Julio Jones. Matt Ryan is good for throwing for over 4,500 yards uh, consistently. 
and uh, I give him about two dozen touchdowns and about uh, um, um, a baker's dozen in um, interceptions. Uh, Matt Ryan, my number 17 rated quarterback. Let's move on to the uh, my number 16. We're getting serious here, people. 16, 16 team league. This is where the uh, rubber meets the road. And uh, uh, believe it or not, uh, I have my number 16 is Ryan Tannehill. You know why? Adam Gase. Adam Gase moved on from Jay Cutler in Chicago to now he's with Ryan Tannehill and trying to get Ryan Tannehill to that next level. So Ryan Tannehill right now is a borderline, borderline QB1, borderline QB1, um, and very borderline. He's only he's, his best year was last year where he threw for 4,200 yards. Now he's with a guy that is supposed to be a quarterback guru, Adam Gates was largely responsible for uh, resurrecting uh, Jake Cutler's career last season. And he orchestrated one of the best offenses in NFL history when he had Peyton Manning in Denver. Um, Gase is expected to give Tannehill more freedom to audible at the line of scrimmage and is expected to have his team play at an up-tempo pace. So they're going to to increase the tempo in the offense. Quite naturally, that tires the defense out give the defense less of a chance to adjust to what they're doing and also to be able to give Tannehill more flexibility in being able to audible on the line where uh, last year, whatever the play was that was fixed, do not audible, do not pass go um, type of thing. And uh, he was pretty locked into what he had to do. Uh, This may bring out the true Ryan Tannehill, whether it's good or bad, um, things are supposedly on the positive because this is Adam Gase and uh, 25 touchdowns, 13 interceptions is probably what uh, Gase is going to do with um, Ryan Tannehill. And uh, he's been averaging over the last three years a little more than 20 fantasy points per game out of a quarterback, which is good for a quarterback, which is good for a quarterback. So um, I would have to say that that's a good thing. And uh, okay, let's move on to the next uh, Next one in line. I'm sorry about that, people. Uh, another up-and-coming up-and-coming, or, or, or another guy that um, people are really excited about, really excited about the team. Um, the last two seasons, he's pretty, been pretty dynamic. Last two seasons, he's, he's showed improvement of each, each of the last two seasons. Had a really big year last year. Um, and... Uh, People are expecting a 
another big year from um, Derek Carr. Um, and uh, that's why I have him number 15 on my hit list. Um, Mari Cooper came in in excellent shape. Uh, Michael Crabtree also helped uh, with um, um, with the improved play of uh, Derek Carr. Uh, the Oakland Raiders are improving as a team, and Derek Carr uh, from 2014 had a completion percentage of 58, improved that to 61%, from 3,200 yards to 3,900, almost 4,000 yards, from 21 touchdowns and 12 interceptions to 32 touchdowns and only one more interception in 13. Um, this year I'm expecting Derek Carr to take another step forward, uh, to be a 27-touchdown, uh, 14-interception type of quarterback and throw for over 4,000 yards. He's my number 15 guy, and he could easily move up uh, with an improved year and maybe a down year from one of the other 14 that I'm soon to name. All right, let's move on to the number 14 quarterback that I, uh, that I talked about last, last uh, earlier, I should say. I love this guy. I, I, I know I have him at 14. At 14, he would be a steal. Let me put it this way. The nut type of numbers uh, he put up, I can't rave enough about this guy, and, and especially the quarterback and offense that he's in and the, and the um, um, pieces that he has in, in, in the passing game. I'm talking about Carson Palmer. He's 36 years old, going to be 37 this year um, in, in, uh, in December. Um, through for over 4,500 4, yards, 35 touchdowns on only 11 interceptions. When Carson Palmer is healthy, he's balling out. I can tell you that right now. He's balling out. He's aging like fine wine. Seems like he's only getting better. It, that's that's to say the least. Um, I one thing I tell telling everyone lately i told people last year and i'm telling this here follow the offensive coordinator look at the offensive coordinator and this is where you're going to get your 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 fantasy gold last year i was high on the arizona cardinals and i got as many pieces of the arizona cardinals i could possibly get and it proved out the year before, I was high on the Pittsburgh Steelers offense, and it proved out. Trust me when I say to these people, follow the offensive coordinator. Follow the philosophy and the pieces they have in place. In that offense, you'll find fantasy gold. This is one of the places where gold has struck. Arizona Cardinals and Carson Palmer one of the best deep ball throwers in the game. And with that being said, why did I say one of the best deep ball throws in the game? Well, look at your settings. Most settings in fantasy football have um, extra points for a 50-yard or a 40-yard touchdown, whether it's the wide receiver or it's the quarterback or both. So, and I'm not saying to to, to, to do this. Uh, most so-called experts would frown upon this. I've done it a few times. I've got gotten the 
quarterback and the wide receiver from the same offense as in two years ago. I used to, like I said, I was high on the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. I got the quarterback and the wide receiver of the offense on the Pittsburgh Steelers, and it panned out. Big spas plays, 50, 40, 50-yard 50 touchdown plays. You get extra points from each one of those positions. Same yesterday, I mean, excuse me, last last uh, season, I got, uh, and, and I'm just saying, this is this is the type of thinking I've had, that I I was concentrating on the Arizona Cardinals, and that's the reason why I'm saying one of the best deep ball, accurate deep ball throwers in the game. He's got John Brown, he's got Michael Floyd, he's got Larry Fitzgerald. Now we'll talk about them when we get to the wide receivers to throw to. Down the field, big splash plays, 40, 50-yard touchdowns. You get extra points for that. Follow the offensive coordinator and the philosophy and the, and, and the tools they have in place to use them, and you'll find big fantasy points. Carson Palmer is one of those. That's why I have him rated number 14 on my list. All right, let's move on to, to number 13 which would be now some people probably say, are you kidding me? You have this guy ahead of Carson Palmer. Well, he threw for 44,000 yards last year. And I, and I'm, I'm thinking he's going to throw for about uh, 4,000 yards this year. Uh, I'm thinking he may throw for a little bit more touchdowns. He only had 11 last year compared to 29 touchdowns um, this year. I think he may throw for a little bit more interceptions, but uh, and and uh, just about the same amount of touchdowns. I'm talking about Kirk Cousins from the Washington Redskins. A, a year under his belt uh, in the offense that uh, um, Jay Gruden is uh, it, 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 it has for him. Um, he has some weapons to throw to, and uh, um, as long as he stay, stays healthy and they stay healthy, including Jordan Reed, who's there is is, is a big time stud tight end. Kirk Cousins should have a very good year, and he could be a starting quarterback in a 14- or 16-team league. Um, so I have to believe that that's why I have him number, 14, number 13. I'm sorry, lucky 13. All right, let's move on to the next one uh, in line, and that would be They finally, they finally, they finally signed this guy, the last quarterback to be signed. Unbelievable. The uh, New York Jets finally decided to um, come to some kind of compromise along with, with uh, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick to sign, um, sign to a contract with the, uh, the wide receivers. Brandon Marshall, especially and especially Eric Decker, both of these guys happy um, that uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick will be throwing the football versus Geno Smith. He threw for 31 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, had his best year, 3,900 yards, uh, only 59.6 uh, uh, completion percentage, which was a drop from the last few years that he played in Buffalo, Tennessee, and Houston, where he, where he was at least 60% or higher. But He's with his uh, um, offensive coordinator that he um, 
that he knows the offense so well and Shane Gailey that uh, another year playing with the uh, Jets who have one of the best defenses in the, in the league uh, and, and uh, who have had the best wide receiver tandem in the league with uh, and Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker that uh, they can do some damage here with Matt Forte in the, in the backfield. Um, so I'm thinking uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is probably going to do what what he, what he normally does, uh, or close to what he did last year, in about 25 to 28 touchdowns, and about uh, 13, 14, maybe 16 interceptions, and his uh, uh, complete completion percentage is going to hover around 60 percent, um, and his uh, fantasy points are going to be uh, within the uh, 19 to 22 range, somewhere around now, which is de- decent fantasy points each week for a quarterback. All right, let's move on to the next one, which happens to be my number uh, 12. Excuse me, number 11. And some people are going to say, are going to raise eyebrows when I say number 11 here. But famous Jameis. Threw for over 4,000 yards last year. Unfortunately, he threw for 15 interceptions and, and 22 touchdowns. Uh, and 58%, 58.3% in completion rate. But I think he's going to take a, a step up. I think he's going to be a little bit better and, and, and be uh, uh, just as consistent, uh, or, or if not more consistent, being he's – with Dirk Cutter again. Now, Kurt Cutter is the um, the uh, head coach now. Lovey Smith being canned. Oh, I got a caller here. Didn't see him on the line. Let me uh, jump up here and, and uh, see what the, this caller has on the line. Welcome, Macau. How you doing, my man? What's up, sir? How you been? Oh, all right. I almost, almost forgot you. Oh, I looked around. I was like, it's something I'm supposed to be doing. I was like, oh, yeah, I need to call Jerry. That's what, you know, you, you know about that. That's what happens when you get older. you like, what am I supposed to be doing? Fuck. I just can't remember exactly what it is. How you doing, bro? Not bad. How you been, man? All right. You breaking down quarterbacks? Breaking down quarterbacks. And uh, after quarterbacks, I'm breaking down some wide receivers. Okay. I just, I just, okay. I just, I, I just talked about your boy Kirk Cousins. Uh, I got him ranked number uh, thirteen on my list, which is pretty high. Um, thirteen. On my list. That's thirteen. Yeah. High. Yeah. That's I got him. High. Yeah. So he should be down like in the twenty second, somewhere like that. Yeah. Well, I, I got him. I got him thirteen. Uh, I'm not a big uh, um, Skins fan, unfortunately for you, but. Um, um, I think Kirk Cousins is going to play well with because he's going to have to um, and, and have to throw the ball because Jay, Jay likes to throw the ball a lot. So um, I think he's going to put up some nice fantasy numbers. So yeah, I think I, I, I think he's going to put up decent numbers, but uh, I, I, I'm still not sold on him. I mean, they just going to dink and dunk all day and use. Uh, my man as a decoy. That's all they that's all they was doing. Yeah. They was that's all they was doing all last year. His numbers while 
Deshaun Jackson was out, you know, it they look very they look very putrid. As well as uh the tight end uh name, Reed. Jordan he nice. Reed. Yeah, he nice, but they they need Deshaun Jackson out there. And I'm just not sold on them. I'm not sold on either one of them like that. I think both of them are very good. I think uh, Jordan Reed is good, and I think uh, Kirk Cousins is serviceable. But mm-hmm. what, what puts them on that on that level is how they be is how they use Deshaun Jackson. That is the only elite player on that on that on that offense. Sorry to tell all the Redskins fans. But I'm a Redskins fan. I'm not. I'm not in the camp of Kirk Cousins. I think he should be a, a whole lot lower, a whole lot lower. Because I mean, okay. he's serviceable. He can make all the throws, right? But he just hasn't demonstrated to me he got that it. He was supposed to do it against the Packers, and he didn't do it. What happened? Okay. All right, let me, let me move on because uh, I, I got somebody else that you're probably going to say, what the hell is he doing up there, too? Uh, famous Jameis. I got him number 11. Um, I think Jameis Winston is going to take a step forward. I know that he threw for 15 interceptions last year, 22 touchdowns, but he did throw for over 4,000 yards last year, believe it or not. Didn't seem like it, but uh, uh, I think he's going to take a, a, a nice step forward. Uh, as long as his, his weapons are healthy, I'm talking about it on the receiving end, um, are healthy along with a decent running game in, in uh, Charles Sims and um, Doug Doug Martin. Uh, I think uh, the offense is going to take a, a, a nice step forward since that they kept Dirk Cutter as their offensive coordinator. Now he's the head coach, and uh, um, um, they, in my opinion, they're going to get better than 22nd last year in NFL for passing attempts. So uh, I think they're going to try to push push the envelope a little bit more and, and uh get famous Jameis to uh get to a little bit more accurate in in his passing, being that it's gonna be his second year in the league. Um I think both these guys, Marietta and uh um uh Winston are gonna take a step forward uh in their quarterback play and um play better than they did last year. What's your thoughts? Um, I like Jameis Winston. Eleven is said eleven. Yes. That's kind of high for a second year, dude. But he <laughs> looked nice. He looked nice. I mean, um, they still got that big wide receiver out there for him. Sure do, Mike Evans. Sure do. Yeah. Okay. So you know, it, it might work out for him. Mm-hmm. I, I, I gotta see it to believe. It. I okay. gotta see it to believe it. I mean, because he he was throwing a lot of errant, he had a lot of errant throws out there, you know. But it was typical of you know him being a rookie or whatever. Um, I like you know I, I I like more of a polished product. But he he does he does get upright and he's very fearless. Looks like he can make all the throws. But yeah, eleven. I mm, that's that's kind of high, bro. Okay. Well, but and then if if, if you think eleven is high for famous Jameis, then you know. This next guy, when I tell you he's number 10, you're going to be extremely surprised. Um, if, if he comes from a team that if he hadn't gotten sick, he would have been a starting quarterback um, that back in Baltimore. He happens to be a very dynamic player. 
uh, can run the football and is extremely uh, good in passing the ball um, and showed out last year. Uh, only played in 14 games, but he had he threw for 3,000 yards, 20 touchdowns, and only six interceptions, which is really good. Um, and ran for 568 yards and scored four touchdowns on on the ground. I'm talking about Double T, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, he's coming in at my number 10 quarterback in fantasy, uh, and I, I expect him to take a uh, uh, step forward in, in throwing more yardage, uh, probably a couple more touchdowns in the air, and about the same amount of touchdowns on the ground. Um, extremely dynamic quarterback, in my opinion, and his upside is uh, w- with the opportunity he's got in Buffalo. It, it, he's got huge upside because uh, he's a dual threat quarterback, and, and he's the kind of quarterback that coachable and can make all the throws um, and, 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 and can run the football. And, and I like really like Tyrod Taylor this year to be a, one of the surprising – I won't say surprising guys. Not, he wasn't surprising to me last year. Um, he, got the, he got the opportunity. He was the starting quarterback before he got sick. So it wasn't like he never had the opportunity. He got sick, and, and uh, his body let him down, and, and then somebody else sees it. So he finally is healthy. He got the opportunity. He's showing out. And uh, I, I got to give the man little props. That's why I'm giving him number 10. I know that's high. A lot of people say, damn, how the, how the hell can you get him the number 10 quarterback in, in fantasy? But that's how I feel. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I, I, li- I like that dude. That dude. That dude plays football the way I like to watch a quarterback play. Um, he, he definitely had me amped up when he was over there with the Bills. He's still with him now, and what he got sexy Rexy over there. So yeah, they should they should be able to make some noise if they could get him to throw the ball a little bit more. Really get more uh, a la Russell uh, Russell Westbrook. No, not Russell Westbrook. Russell. Uh, damn, what is his name? Russell Ooh. from Seattle. What's his name? Russell. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. What's the quarterback from Seattle? Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. I called him Russell Westbrook, and I could not think of his name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But, no, nah, if they get him more, if they get him more in, um, in Russell Wilson's vein, he'll, he'll, he'll be nice. He'll be nice for years to come. Mm-hmm. All right, let me move on to my number eight. Or number nine, I should say. This guy, um, he's like Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield of quarterbacks. Um, for the last uh, couple seasons, he's thrown for over 4,400 yards, um, 30 and 35 touchdowns respectively, throwing the same amount of interceptions in the last two years, had his best year statistically uh, with his last year uh, under um, Ben McAdoo. I think that's one of the reasons why to retain Ben McAdoo and Tom Coughlin was given the axe. Talk about Eli Manning. Um, he's got a huge upside. Um, they're going to try to push the ball more um, uh, with a high tempo. And um, with Eli being the second season into this uh, um, uh, offensive philosophy of Ben McAdoo's, um, I see these guys along with their weapons that they have on the outside. And, 
one of the surprise guys I think is going to happen is Victor Cruz. A lot of people are thinking that he's not going to do anything. Um, he's two years removed from all the issues that he's had. Um, I think uh, he may not be the Victor Cruz of old, but I think he's going to be pretty close to it. They got Sterling Shepard, a, a bright uh, wide receiver, um, um, a rookie on the other side of uh, Odell Beckham, one of the best receivers in the NFL. Uh, and I, I, I got to believe if they did what they did last year with only Odell Beckham and a um, who's who of characters on the other side, that if they got some surefire weapons uh, on the uh, opposite Odell Beckham, that this offense is going to improve that much more. And with that more improvement would be Eli Manning um, taking another step forward and being uh, putting up the same type of numbers, if not better. So that's why I got Eli Manning uh, number nine with some upside. He could easily be um, top five in quarterback, depending on how he plays. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with that, Ray. And Eli, Eli really needs some consistent help. That's the only problem with Eli. He needs some consistent help. I mean, not all these promises from Victor Cruz. Odell done did a good year. Was this, been, this is his third year he's going into now? Yes, yes. Yeah, so, he, he so, you know, that's a consistent threat. He just needs two more two – more, Two more possible. He got like like this spades. He got he got one book. All he need is two more possible. That's it. <laughs> He'll be good. But uh, I think that ranking is really good. All right, this guy, you know, up until let two seasons ago, this guy wasn't getting the kind of respect that I thought he deserved. Even though he'd been a two-time Super Bowl winner, even though the offense. Uh, dictates that he was going to put up decent numbers. And two seasons ago, um, uh, he really took off with the wide receiver uh, in the passing game uh, in the offense that they have at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Big Ben Roethlisberger has been putting up big-time numbers for the last three three years. And uh, he only played in 12 games last year, but he threw for almost 4,000 yards. Um as long as Big Ben can stay healthy, um, and, and and that's a big if because he he has gotten injured. Even though the previous two years in 2013, 2014, he played 16 games. Last year was the first time since 2012 that he played less than 16 games. Um, that's a big time offense uh, with weapons to spare in the backfield on both sides of the line of, on, on both sides of the line of scrimmage, I should say. On Antonio Brown, you got uh, uh, Marcus Whedon, Sammy Coates. Uh, you got a tight end that's not healthy yet, but when healthy, can be a very not dynamic tight end. Uh, he's proven that at times when he was to San Diego. I'm talking about Ladarius, Ladarius Green. So Big Ben's got some offense, and he's got an offensive coordinator that is is um, he's got a joystick and is w- willing to um, push push the envelope on, on that offense and push the, uh, um, put, put the pressure on the defense. So I like Ben, big Ben Roethlisberger at number eight. What's your thoughts? I love it. I, I love Ben Roethlisberger's play, man. I like the way he plays. He's the most, he's probably one of the most dangerous quarterbacks out there. I mean, like yep. 
it, it doesn't matter if you hit him and hit him and hit him. He might even go out and come back in and win the game. Yep. Dude is just like the whole like I, I like the whole flag of the team, man. The coach and everything, you know. And I'm jaw, I'm, you know, I'm jaw like leaning over there to the Steelers. I might, I might take this burgundy and gold off and switch it to black and gold. <laughs> I just like, I, I like how they play. I like how they yep. think. It's all yep. about football. It ain't about rah rah. You know, right. and like, and Ben personifies that. They they yep. have been looking for a guy like him for a long time. They're gonna miss him if if he ever leave or you know when he retire or whatever. Yep. He personifies oh, yeah. Pittsburgh still a football. Personifies yep. it just the way he plays, man. Real dangerous. Uh, I I would definitely have him in the top five because he's consistent. I like consistency. Yep. He's consistent. Well. Talking about being consistent, I'm struggling, man. You, you're great for g- giving me a segue. Talking about being consistent, this next quarterback um, since 2006 has played every single game. 16-game season, 16 games he's played. Uh, thrown for, in the last three years, he's thrown for over 4,400 yards, um, 30, at, least 30, at least 29 touchdowns, uh, and, and uh, 13 interceptions. It's probably his average, uh, and over in the high 60s in completion percentage. Talking about consistent, consistently on the field, consistently um, with accuracy, and consistently with production. I'm talking about Mr. Consistency himself, and personifies um, the quarterback position and how it's supposed to be played. I'm talking about Philip Rivers, another quarterback that doesn't get enough respect. This guy. Is, is one of the toughest quarterbacks and one of the most down-to-earth quarterbacks that you can possibly uh, um, um, hear speak. Uh, this this guy is, is uh, bleeds football. He absolutely loves the game of football. Um, does and this is a man of God has never said a, a foul word um, that has been aired. If he has, it's never been aired on. Um, T, uh, on TV and any of the games that he's played. And you know the game of football, you know that the um, foul language flows rapidly and often, and he's never been heard say a foul word. Philip Rivers, stand-up dude, Mr. Consistency, 16 games since 2006. I got him at number seven on my list. Talk to me. Yeah, uh, like he him and, between him and Ben Roethlisberger, like watching those two dudes play, it's just like I, it's, it's a toss up. Like, and you could like you could like switch them. Hold on one second. Yeah, you could another truck. You could switch them from you know each team. You could take all Roethlisberger's jersey and put it put Philip Rivers' jersey on and take. Uh, Philip Rivers jersey on and put him on Roethlisberger, and you still get the same outcome. Like yep. that, those two dudes, they they definitely personify consistency, and they're very very dangerous. I would uh, I would have to give a slight edge to Philip Rivers, just on technicality, but like just on swag, it's gonna be Ben Roth. It's it's gonna be the Roethlisberger, but. That doesn't mean that uh, my uh, my man out there in San Diego don't have no swag. 
he 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 will sling that ball and have no problem with it and standing there tall and strong and put it you know and put that put that ball where it need to be at. I like Bo. I, I like him. I definitely like him. He definitely is. He definitely should be top five. Mm-hmm. All right. Speaking now, like I said, I've already already put two or three guys up in the top fifteen that uh, a lot of people are going to question. I'm putting this guy at number six, and I know I'm going to get some questions here. Put him above Philip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger. He hails out of uh, Duval County in down in South in in, in Florida. Um, it, the first name is Jacksonville. Last name is Jaguars. First name is Blake. Last name is Bortles. Um, third year going into his uh, NFL season with a, a lot of uh, anticipation of the Jaguars who made a lot of moves, had a lot of cap room, made a lot of moves on the defensive side of the ball, have a uh, abundance of wide receivers and added Chris Ivory to the backfield in Jacksonville. High hopes in Jacksonville and Blake Bortles is one of those high hopes uh, to take a step forward. Uh has to improve his percentage from where he's been playing at uh, the last two seasons, just uh, under 59%. He's got to get it over the 60% mark. Uh, I think he can do that. I think he can throw for, he threw for 35 touchdowns and 18 uh, interceptions last year. Got to bring that uh, interception rate down, but I think he's going to come close to the same amount of touchdowns. Um, But I do have Blake Bortles taking a step, up to the number six in my rankings. Talk to me. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. No, nah, I, I mean know. it walks like. I, I'm not, nah, I'm gonna give you credit. It does walk like a duck. It does move like a duck, and it looks like a duck. But it ain't got enough quack for me, Slim. I don't know. I got, <laughs> I got see. I got, see. I got see some more. I uh, hear you. Yeah, I couldn't have him above uh, those two dudes, man. I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm side-eyeing you a little bit on that. Okay, that's no problem. I, you know, it, it's <laughs> every now and then I do do step out there, and that's when I stepped out there. But it, it is what it is. Uh, it, it's And it's just my opinion. I could be wrong. So it is what it is. Anyway, these top five guys, uh, they could be – they could move in and out um, anywhere It with five to one uh, – one to five, these top guys are the top guys for a reason. And you go down to the, to the uh, 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 down south where they uh, um, they play in, in the dome and uh, has been there for a long time since 2006. Has thrown for almost 70 percent. Uh, over the last three years uh, is consistently in the high 4,000 or uh, um, 5,000-yard plateau, or or yardage, I should say, throws for 30 touchdowns or more in the last, oh, my God, since 2008, his his lowest touchdown, uh, uh, passing touchdown was last this past year where he threw for 32 touchdowns, but only 10 interceptions with a 68.4 completion percentage, which is, and he played in 15 games. He's usually consistent, consistently playing in 16 games. Um, pocket rocket, I should say, because Drew Brees is, is one hell of a quarterback 
and has been for a long time for the New Orleans Saints. And at age 37, uh, it doesn't seem like he's uh, uh, lost any zip on his ball or lost anything on, on throwing the football. And I expect him to throw for between 4,500 and 5,000 yards as you with 30 touchdowns and about 12 to 13 touch, uh, interceptions and uh, um, keeping that percentage over well over 60%. That's why I have Drew Brees at number five on my hit list of quarterbacks. Talk to me. It's not a bad, that's not a bad ranking. Drew Brees has been consistent, been doing that for a long time. And he kind of like broke the mold and he kind of like made everyone respect his arm, you know, because they, they was not respecting his arm at all. And that, that move out there with uh, San Diego, that had to work out, you know what I mean? Because they got rid of Drew Brees for uh, my man. Uh, Philip Rivers, Rivers. Yeah, Philip Rivers. That had to work out. That totally had to work out. I mean, because they totally missed the boat on that one. They, yep. really, they really flubbed that one up. But, uh, yeah, Drew Brees, Drew Brees is still doing it. They're going to have to protect him better, man. They don't have to protect yeah. him because, like, they haven't been able to protect him. He's just been running for his life down that joint. But uh, hopefully they can get it together. I got I got faith in uh, Peyton or whatever. And uh, didn't they? They just extended him too, right? They extended him. Uh, y- y- yes, they did. Yes, yep. they did. Oh, okay. Okay. So All right. we'll see. All right. Speaking of running for his life, man. You know, you. I'm telling you, you. You great for, for giving me a segue. This next quarterback was running for his life, and the reason uh, he didn't play the whole season is because he got injured, had multiple injuries. So there's high expectations, and because of the lack of um, picks, a lack lack of defensive um, um, picks that they had in the draft, the Indianapolis Colts are going to be a passing offense, regardless of what anybody says. And it's imperative, extremely imperative, since they resigned. They, they signed uh, Andrew Luck to a lucrative contract that they protect their franchise quarterback a little bit better than they have this past season. He only threw for 15 touchdowns, had 12 interceptions, had a really bad year because um, they couldn't protect him. And and it uh, uh, like I said, it panned out that he only played in seven games, and in a lot of those games he was in and out of the lineup. And he uh, had his worst worst season ever. Let me put it that way. Barring his, his rookie year, where he threw for le- uh, less than fifty four percent, or bit, about fifty four percent, he only threw for fifty five percent this past year. But uh, what could go wrong did go wrong for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I'm looking for a bounce-back year from Andrew Luck in fantasy. Uh, I think he'll be able to throw for four, over 4,000 yards. Like I said, they're going to have to because they, they didn't really do that much uh, on the, to help on the defense. So basically the defense is status quo, meaning that they're going to have to put up points to win games, meaning Andrew Luck's going to have to pass the football to win games, and that's going to equate to more fantasy points. So that's why I'm saying he'll be able to get – over 30 touchdowns, about 14 interceptions, and about uh, uh, over well, not about, about over 40, over 4,000 4, yards. That's why I have Andrew Luck as my number four quarterback. Now he could easily drop down below 
a few of these guys um, and be eight, nine, or ten. Um, but right now, I have him at, as a, a coming back and being my number four quarterback. What's your thoughts? Oh my goodness, you're being very gracious with him. You've been ex- extremely gracious with Mr. Luck. And uh, I, I'm going to say this about Mr. Luck. I'll never have a problem with him racially. I mean, because the man is colorblind. But unfortunately for him, he's a quarterback. He got to know yep. which colors to throw to. <laughs> he got to know, <laughs> he gotta I know hear you. which colors to throw to. Like, I hear you. Nah, nah, I hear you. Nah, I, I, mean, I, I definitely got to have him up, up under the tent, the top ten. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, okay. He, he, he he's got it. He does. You can see it. He's not. It's not a. He's not a deer in headlights trying to figure it out. I think you know he's got it. I think it's going to slow down for him. They got to protect him, man. They got to protect him. And, and and he's almost in the same vein as uh, Eli Manning. You know, he got he got one book, but he needs some more possible. You know, you got T. Y. Hilton or whatever. But he gonna need some more possibles. He gonna need some more, uh, some more receivers to get that ball to. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, but, let's move uh, on to, to number to, four. To my... Oh my God, I got a side eye you on that. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to my top three here, um, and you know they can be moved around in in, in uh, any order, depending on preference. But my preference right now is to have. Uh, Mr. Seattle himself, Sierra's husband at number three, talking about Russell Westbrook. Um, uh, Mr. Uh, consistency, let me put it that way. Uh, and it seems like he's, he's just getting better. Check these numbers out. In 2012, he threw for 3,100 yards, 26 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. 2013, 33, 57 yards, 26 touchdowns, Nine interceptions. 2014, 34, 75 yards, 20 touchdowns, seven interceptions. 2015, 4,000 yards, 34 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Every, all percentages have, have uh, um, all over 60% with the uh, uh, best of his career so far in 2015 with 68.1% in completion rate. Russell Wilson is not is doing nothing but getting better. Each year his yardage in passing has increased uh, with the culmination of last year over 4,000 yards and only not and only thrown for double digit interceptions his first year in the league. Talking about Mr. Reliable, talking about a dynamic quarterback and I haven't even talked to you about him running the football he had 103 uh, 103 attempts last year for 554 yards he only scored one touchdown he's a dual threat he scored six touchdowns in 2014 so that one touchdown um, I can almost guarantee you that he's going to run, run for more this year because they don't have beast mode they got Thomas Rawls Christine Michael, C.J. Precise, and, and um, I'm trying to think who the other running back is. Those guys running the football, and they're probably going to have a combination of those guys in and out of the lineup to run the football, Me- meaning Russell Wilson, and this is another uh, uh, problem, has an offensive line that is not the most consistent, 
and um, he does a lot of improvisation and, and a lot of scrambling around because of the fact of his offensive line. Now, supposedly they did some things to try to improve it. Uh, have to wait and see from preseason into the regular season and see if it, see if it comes to fruition. But uh, uh, model consistency played 16 games from the start of his rookie year to now. And I can't see him um, not playing 16 games because he plays very smart, extremely intelligent quarterback with a lot of upside still. Russell Wilson, my number three rated quarterback. What's your thoughts? I think that's a I think that's a, a, a good position for him. Because remember, he's got my man out there that's uh that's catching for him the tight end. I gotta put it on mute. He's coming up ambulance. Okay. Yeah, but uh yeah, he's got he's got my man out there uh catching for him. Hopefully he can get him the ball 'cause yeah, it it's it's pretty bad that front line. His front line is pretty bad. And they definitely they're gonna have to give him some kind of consistent running game because that one, it that's not gonna work without without one. But we're gonna see. We're gonna see. I think he can um I think the game should have slowed down to him by now. I think he should be able to uh like take over the complete range and not ha- have to have a beast mode back there. A la uh what's his name? Drew Brees. I think he should. I think he'll be able to do that, and I think he's still going to be, you know, tough to deal with because right. it's not only it's not only his arm and his running, but it's it's, it's really his mind because the way that the way that he attacks defenses is it's scary. It's scary how he's attacking those defenses as a young dude. You know what I mean? Just as just as a young guy. So, sky's the limit. Three is the best possible position for him. Absolute perfect. All right, here we go, people. Who's it going to be? Who's going to be number one? Who's going to be number two? I think these guys are interchangeable. I, I really do. Um, I know a lot of people are leaning toward the MVP of last year being number one. I know some people are, are saying that uh, AR, um, Aaron Rodgers, it, it should be number one. Who's going to be number two or number one on my hit list? Well, I'm going to have to go this route. I know some people want to say, come on, man, you can't go that way. Here we go. All right. Reigning MVP. Last year for threw for 35 touchdowns and, and 10 interceptions. Threw for 3,800 yards, 59, almost uh, 59.7% in com- completion. Ran for 10 more touchdowns uh, and 636 yards. Uh, but... And there's the butt. Cam Newton. Uh, I think uh, I know Cam Newton did, did very well last year. Um, and I know that uh, uh, he had everything go his way last year. Um, but um, I'm thinking you've seen the best of Cam Newton. I'm thinking that Cam Newton's going to take a little step back this year. Now, it may not be a big step, but I think he's going to take a, big, a little step back next year. And uh, I'd have to give him the number two. Uh, no disrespect, two or one. It really don't make a difference. He's still up there in, in the quarterback rankings. Uh, and uh, But Mr. Cam Newton, uh, he stepped out of his norm, let me put it that way. Uh, his norm is not that. And, and uh, I'd have to think that he's going to take a step back to his norm. Um, what's your thoughts? 
I love Cam, man. I love that dude. Like he, he's like he could do everything. He can give you some. He can give you some Aaron. He can give you some Brady. He can give you some Roethlisberger. He can give you some West uh, Wilson. Yeah, I go again. About to call him Westbrook. He can give you some Wilson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He can. He can give you the whole package. I right. mean, there's nobody more dangerous than he is. And uh, the, and the more cerebral he gets with his game, I don't even see how they gonna handle him, man. I, I I really don't. I really don't. I don't see how they can handle him. Um, I mean, just a sheer sheer talent and ability alone. This guy has demonstrated it since he came into the league, and um, I can respect number two. I definitely can respect it. Well, you have to think about this. Cam Newton, since he came into the league, 21 touchdown passes, 19 touchdown passes, 24 touchdown passes, 18 touchdown passes. And now this past year, 35 touchdown passes, which is telling me, I hate to say it like this, but it was an anomaly because his, his norm is about 22 to 23 touchdowns. His norm, that's what, that's what his norm is. And he he stepped way out of his norm. Now, did he step way out of his norm because he took that bigger step in progression, or did he, did just did, did he just have an anomalic type of year? I'm thinking he had an anomalic and an MV type of year, and that he's going to have to prove it to me that he can have that same type of year. Whereas, in Aaron Rodgers is. Now, I know he scored 10 touchdowns. Who's, who's to say he's going to score that many touchdowns again? Um, I, I'm talking about Cam Newton. But Aaron Rodgers, since he's been a starting quarterback, 2008, 28 touchdowns. Uh, 2009, 30 touchdowns. 2010, 28 touchdowns. 2011, 45 touchdowns. 2012, 39 touchdowns. 2013, had a bad year, only played nine games. 17 touchdowns, 2014, 38 touchdowns, 2015, 31 touchdowns. In the last two years that he threw for 38 and 31 touchdowns, 2014, he only threw five interceptions. 2015, he only threw eight interceptions, and he played 16 games with a percentage over 60%. Cam Newton hasn't had a percentage over 60% in his career. So that's why I'm giving Aaron Rodgers – not on that because he shows more consistency at the quarterback position um, with a, a more efficiency of not throwing to the other team. What's your thoughts? I, I really like your argument. I, I like to listen to you break it down because it's, it's, it's very thoughtful. But I just got like one little problem with it. <laughs> one squeaky little detail. you just dancing all over. I don't dance uh, over anything, man. But go ahead. No, no, no. You didn't. You didn't mean to, but you are. Yeah. You kind of dance over. What uh, am I dancing Aaron over? Rod- Aaron Rodgers has consistently had a crew. He's had a crew. You, you're exactly Nelson. right. You're right. He's had. Uh, he's had a crew. Uh, yes, he has. Cam, my man Cam. I can only remember Steve Smith, and I could not tell you who he was throwing through last year, dude. I have no idea. I have no yeah. idea. Was, was they the scabs from back in 83 that 
Ted Ginn. Ted Ginn, who's been on his Ted Ginn, who's been on his fifth team. Ted Ginn. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I understand what you're and, saying. And um, I don't. I, 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 but I, I like your argument about you know the anomaly. I can I can respect that. Uh, I just I'm just gonna look at it. You know the in the op, in the optimistic form instead of okay. pessimistic. I think mm-hmm. it's uh, I think he's seeing it. I think he's seeing it. And then, you know, and a testament to it is based off of what I just said. I mean, I, I have no idea who he's turned through last year. <laughs> I still don't know who them dudes Ted, is. I need to Ted go Gitton. I need to go yep. on NFL dot com and find out who yeah, I'm trying, through last year. He had he had he had Ted Ginn. Um I'm trying to think who the other guy was. Oh my god. Um be, uh, uh, I mean, he had Greg Olson. He threw this tight end a lot. Um, yeah. He threw the Ted Ginn. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think who. I'm trying to think who. You're right. See, and and and, and that's the that's the issue that you're making, and that's the point you're making. I should say, is that yeah. he really didn't have anybody to throw to, but and he still put up those type of numbers. I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, but um, it, it, I have to still have to go back to my point. Is that an, an anomaly? Is that going to happen again? Because he's got his weapons back. And um, uh, and uh, he'll 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 be able to uh, improve or be consistent in the same type of numbers, or is he going to take a step back? Statistically, it's telling me that he's he's going to take a step back, but we'll have to wait and see and see how the season plays out to see uh, whether one or two uh, is is the right position for uh, two. I should say is the right position for Cam, or should he still be the number one quarterback? Number one quarterback in in uh, in the in the NFL, it is what it is. So um, let's uh, let's move on. You know what? I'm I want to I want to go to this because because I, I got some sleepers here that um, I, I think that and really if you look at it, um, one of these guys should not be a sleeper and, and he's and he's not on my top twenty five and you 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 missed um, probably the bottom half of the. T- Top the top twenty five while I was putting out there. Yeah, because I, I didn't mention about that. I was about to ask you, where's my man at? My man out there with Belichick. What? What? Belichick and them. Where's <laughs> he at? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's 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 uh, below my twenty twenty five. <laughs> believe oh, it or not. Man. Oh, come on, <laughs> come yeah, on, man. Well, you let know me put what? it this way. Wait, 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 this know, this nah, has man, to do with blood, this. Has, blood is still green and white. Slim. Who are you fooling? <laughs> No, 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 no. You have to. This is fantasy, man. And what I'm saying is this: Tom Brady is going to miss the first four games of the season. That's a quarter of the season. That's four games. That's a quarter of the season, and it's a four weeks out of a at a normal 13 week and a uh, fantasy football season. That's that's a lot of time to miss. So you you miss four weeks out of 13. So you're only going to play for nine weeks. Now, you can't tell me that Tom Brady's going to put up nine weeks of football that's going to be at least top ten. Uh, it's, going to be, it's going to be hard for me to, to even pick him at, uh, uh, from 12 to, to, to one. It's not going to happen. I don't think, you know, he's going to put up some numbers, but they're not going to be Tom Brady type of numbers uh, over a whole season. They're going to be Tom Brady type of numbers for nine weeks in a fantasy football season. That's what we're talking about. I'm not talking about a full full season. I'm talking about a fantasy football season because 
Uh, you got to think it's nine weeks in, in regular season and then three more weeks after that. Now, uh, he could, which is which would be uh, uh, what? Not sixteen weeks. It would be um, twelve weeks out of the out of out of, van, out of fantasy football. But you don't know what what's going to happen if he's going to get hurt. If he what what's going to happen or how's he going to play coming back four five weeks or four weeks into the season? So that's why I have him out beside my twenty five. I know I'm probably wrong. I should have put at least put him in the twenty five. He's he's twenty six. Okay, he's twenty six out of twenty. Out of, out of, so that's what that's where I put him. Anyway, um, I got Teddy Bridgewater as as a sleeper. I think Teddy Bridgewater's got a shot to um, crack my twenty twenty five. Uh, I think he's got a pretty good shot because there's some guys in there that uh, a lot of people say, well, why you have him in there? You don't have Tom Brady, for one. You don't have Teddy Bridgewater because a lot of people are expecting big things from Teddy Bridgewater this season. And, and uh, But I have te- Teddy Bridgewater outside my 25. And this other guy, I, I just have a feeling about this guy because I really love this uh, coach. I really love this coach. I've always liked Hugh Jackson. Uh, he seems to get the best out of – his players, especially the quarterback. And uh, I think Robert Griffin III is going to show out and surprise a lot of people, but not going to surprise me. What's your thoughts? Uh, I don't know what he's going to do. He, I got to see it. Like, I, I really got to see it. Um, I, um, I think he, he definitely needs to, to be developed or whatever, and he needs to understand patience, and he's got to get rid of the football. He's oh, just yeah. got to get rid. He's just got to get rid of the football. However, I think that this coach will be a little bit more smarter than the Neanderthal that's the coach down here in D.C. Yep. You know, uh, he he'll try to curtail the offense more towards him instead of trying to make him curtail towards the offense like this clown does down here. I mean, hmm? I I don't even foresee that being able to work, but for so long. That's why I mean I, I have absolutely no confidence in my team. I I, I really don't. But uh, I, I I do respect Hugh Jackson, and you know there, there's a lot of reasons why I'm I'm respecting this move, and I'm and I've got big expectations about this move. You know Hugh Jackson is is who he is, and Robert Griffin III is who he is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's a different there's a different dynamic going on. There's much more understanding going on. Yeah. So uh, yep. I I expect I expect it to work. I expect it to work. I, I believe he's going to show out. I don't believe he's going to have the fantastic season like he's had before, but he's going to have a, a very formidable season. And uh, I can't wait for him to come to FedEx Field. I, I, I probably want to. I'm probably going to go to that game. I can't mm-hmm. wait to see it. You know, you know, I am. I, I, um, I want him to torch this. I want him to torch him. You know, I'm a big fan of Hugh Jackson, man. I think he's one of the best, absolutely one of the best coaches um, in 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 the NFL, especially uh, offensive mind, um, and, and get, being able to uh, relate to people, especially quarterbacks. And look, he look he does the Andy Dalton. Um, I mean, he brought the best out of Andy Dalton in that offense. Um, he really didn't get a chance in, in uh, when he had Carson Palmer in, in Oakland because they really didn't give him a chance. They they got they ran him out of there real quick. Um, I really like Hugh Jackson, and I think he's a perfect fit for Cleveland, and he's a perfect fit. 
if Robert Griffin III is going to resurrect his career, this is the guy he's going to do it with. If he doesn't do it with right. him, he, he'll, he'll never do it with anybody because Hugh Jackson is, is probably one of the most down-to-earth um, guys and tell you, tell you like it is and um, um, even kill guys, you know, um, and being mm-hmm. able to relate to all, all different types of people in, in a right. way that uh, in a way that uh, they can get the most out of what he's trying to tell them. So if Robert Griffin yeah. III can't 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 get the the best out of, uh, if he can't get the best out of Robert Griffin III, it's not going to happen. What's your thoughts on that? Right. Yeah, I I, I totally agree, and um, I, I want to give a, a a thank you to LeBron James because now that there's not as much pressure on Robert Griffin III down yep. there. It's it's not. It's not. Mm-hmm. My my only concern is is you know. That's the second spot for uh, quarterback graveyard. Number one being Oakland. Number two being Cleveland. You know, it's just a total quarterback graveyard over there. And that's what scares me. But what gives me hope is Hugh Jackson. You know, yep. he, he really gives me hope for that. And him being, those two being able to work together is, is going to be key, man. It's really going to be mm-hmm. key. If they can, if Hugh can get that running game together and get it dominant like it needs to be in order for Robert to be able to uh, make quick reads and get rid of the ball faster or what have you and uh, maybe shuffle the pocket a little bit and get him to throw the ball downfield or whatever because I believe the boy can do it. Um, I do not agree with Chris Cooley who 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 has, you know, beefs with different players for different reasons and uh his his breakdowns were constantly just visceral at Robert Griffin the third. But uh I think the kid can do it. I, I can't wait to see it. Um it's it you're you're right you're hitting it right on the head. This guy Hugh Jackson can relate to a lot of different people and this should be an easy relate relatability for him. Easy. Easy, and it's going to define him as a coach if he's able to pull it off. Uh, yeah. All right. What, what we're going to do, people? Um, I still have my wide receivers, and I'm not going to elaborate. I'm just going to go down my list of wide receivers um, from uh, 25 to um, um, one number one wide receiver, which is which for most people are a no brainer. Um, but I'm still going to do it. Um, and then uh, I'm going to give you some of my um, sleepers that I see in wide receivers. So it's, it's, I won't say it's going to be short and sweet, but it's going to be uh, without explanation. Let me put it that way. All right, number 25, I have Calvin Benjamin. Number 25, who I really like, it, and I think he's going to have a breakout season, is number 24 is uh, Dante Moncrief. The old man... Uh, still got it, still in a dynamic offense with a great quarterback is in Larry Fitzgerald. Number 22, um, uh, the um, Cal- um, Calvin Johnson is no longer there. He's going to probably be the go-to guy in Golden Tate in number 22. Number 21 would be Jeremy Macklin, uh, basically the only threat to be thrown to in uh, Kansas City. Number 20 is the Sean Jackson dynamic uh, big play waiting to happen. Only 
uh, only uh, uh, um, um, uh, limit is the quarterback. Number 19 is Jarvis Landry, PPR um, um, machine, uh, and still going to be PPR machine, especially with Adam Gates. Uh, number 18, Demarius Thomas. At one point, he was a top 10. Uh, I don't think he gets there. He's got the inconsistency at Mark Sanchez and whoever else is going to be the quarterback there. Number 17 with some upside. I see this guy. He may be taking a step or two ahead in that dynamic offense along with um, Larry Fitzgerald and John Brown is uh, Michael Floyd. Number 16 is Sammy Watkins. Uh, As long as he can stay healthy, he can stay consistent for Tyrod Taylor in that offense. They're going to need him in the worst way. Number uh, Brandon Cooks, a, a big play waiting to happen. And that Drew Brees-led uh, offense, uh, a lot of options, but Brandon Cooks is probably one of the main ones that he likes to throw to. Number 14, and this guy can easily be in the top five with a young quarterback that loves throwing to him. These guys are going to grow up together, and it's going to be exciting to see. I'm talking about Amari Cooper. Uh, I absolutely love this guy. It, it's upside. If he can just keep away from his drops, which were plentiful last year, he would be that much better and that much more in fantasy points. Number 13, welcome back my quarterback, uh, Andrew Luck, T.Y. Hilton. Um, his go-to guy and, and right along with Dante Moncrief are going to benefit from um, uh, Andrew Luck being in the lineup. Number 12, uh, famous Jameis. Loves throwing to this guy. This guy also has to be able to ho- uh, hold on to the football when it's thrown to him. Too many drops. Got to be more consistent, but I still have him at number 12 in Mike Evans. Number 11, um, how happy was Brandon Marshall when Ryan Fitzpatrick got signed? Um, and he's going to benefit from it. That's why I have him num- number 11. Number 10, Jordy Nelson. How happy is Aaron Rodgers to have his go-to guy in Jordy Nelson? Big play, wide receiver, takes, takes distractions away from the other wide receivers in that offense. Uh, number nine, Alshon Jeffrey got to stay healthy for Jay Cutler. He's already healthy. Uh, he's already nursing some type of lower leg injury. Um, and it's, 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 uh, I think that this is just is going to be what he is. Um, uh, when he's on the field, he's dynamic when he isn't quite naturally, he can't be dynamic and he's just, uh, he's just not there, but, uh, he, he's my number nine guy. Uh, another guy that's coming back from injury, but, with a quarterback we talked about earlier, um, um, McCall, that it's a consistent quarterback that they can be interchangeable and big ref, big Ben Roethlisberger or uh, Philip Rivers, who's thrown to Keenan Allen at number eight. He's got some huge upside. He's got to stay healthy. He's got a problem staying healthy. Number seven, uh, these guys are elite now. I mean, we're talking about elite guys here. A.J. Green, uh, one of the biggest weapons – uh, and, uh, Andy Dalton is going to be leaning on. No more Mohamed Sanu. No more Marvin Jones. Tyler Offit is a little nicked up, may not start the season. Uh, uh, um, he may have to wait a game or two before he gets his tight end back. So A.J. Green is going to be the man and still has been the man. Number six, I talked about Blake Bortles in the top ten. Uh, the reason why, he's got one of the Allens. Allen Robinson, big play wide receiver. Um, very con- consistent and Still going to be consistent in this offense in, in Jacksonville Jaguars. That's why I got a number six. Another guy coming off injury, number five, um, Mr. X, the X Factor in Dallas. Talking about Des Bryant, uh, a beast, uh, 
plays angry, plays like a a, a linebacker in a wide receiver position, um, tough guy. I think he's going to show back. As long as Tony Romo's healthy, this guy is going to be a beast, and he always has been. Number four, number 10 in your program on the Houston, Texas. DeAndre Hopkins, two years left on his contract, looking for a new contract, looking to play hard. Hopefully, we have a consistent quarterback play. Um, put up big-time numbers with a plethora of no-name quarterbacks. Expect him to put up big-time numbers in this uh, offense with this player and a, a decent running back. And we'll get to the running backs uh, in a few weeks. Number three, ODB, Mr. One-Hand himself, Eli Manning's go-to guy, one of the best players in the NFL, quite naturally one of the best players in all of fantasy football. ODB's got my number three on my list here, and we can, we can move these guys around except for the number one. I think he's number one for a reason. Number two, uh, the man down in, in the dirty, dirty in, in uh, uh, Atlanta. We're talking about Julio Jones. Uh, Mark, uh, excuse me, Matt Bryant, Matt Ryan's, wow, Matt Ryan's go-to guy at, and, and the most consistent guy they've had in a while other than Roddy White, who's gone now, uh, talking about Julio Jones. Um, and number one, A.B., all day, uh, I've loved this guy, and I've talked about this guy for a few years now, and he has not proven me wrong. He's only gotten better, and, and I expect the same thing with him and Big Ben hooking up uh, week after week. He's almost guaranteed a touchdown every week, at least one touchdown and 100 yards every week. How consistent can you be? That's why you got to be the number one. Talk to me, Mikel. Uh, The only thing I want to talk about is uh, your number 20, Deshaun Jackson. Uh, It's it's really not the quarterback. It's the the type of plays that that are being designed and coached. This dude done had this guy for two years, and – he still can't get him the ball. I, I'm, I'm not understanding that. Like, the dude be, like, wide open. And, and every time this, when this guy's on the field, he opens up this offense, this putrid off all day long. And it's, 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 really, it's really asinine to watch it. It, it really is, man. I mean, because uh, if you've been watching what's going on at uh, Redskin Camp, Deshaun Jackson's just been torching the hell out of Norman. I mean, just like blowing the doors off this dude right. mercilessly. You know what right. I'm saying? And this dude supposed right. to be the 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 guy. <laughs> you know, but everybody, every but see, but everybody's going at it saying like the Redskins busted on this cornerback. I don't think so. That's just how good Deshaun Jackson is. He's right. just been smoking him. And right. uh, I think Kirk Cousins can get him the ball because he's demonstrated that he can get him the ball. But right. They're not running plays to him. I'm like, what, what? what is going on? I mean, like, Chip Kelly can get the ball to Deshaun Jackson better than Jake Rude? Seriously? Right. Are you kidding? I hear you. I hear you. Um, well, maybe maybe Jake Rude was um, – and I'm, I'm, I'm just fishing out here uh, – was um, limited, limiting Kirk Cousins to – uh, and and not uh, allowing him to get the ball to Deshaun Jackson in a more consistent basis, uh, and now he now that he sees what Kirk can do for a whole season, maybe he'll he'll let it loose and, and uh, Deshaun will have a better year than he had last year. And he, but Deshaun's got to stay healthy too. So 
Um, he, yeah, has Deshaun, get, he, he, he has Deshaun, a tendency to get nicked up, so he, he's got to stay healthy. He definitely got to stay healthy because uh, even with just him just being out there, that's enough. That's what's making this offense go. Like, even the little dink and dunks to Jordan Reed, you got to play the side wherever Jackson is, you got to play him on it. You got to play him with one on him and one over the top. You got to right. do that. So that's going right. to take out two men right there. And you can, right. you can get a little, you know, you can get a little slip pass right there to Jordan Reed all day. And that's what they've been doing. Right. And uh, right. another thing, you know, I, I like Jordan Reed, but he's not big enough for this offense. He's not. He's going to get hurt. He's going to get hurt. Yeah, well, he well it's obvious. He's going to get hurt. Yeah, it's obvious that uh, he he's not the most durable guy. I, he he seems like he can't stay healthy on a consistent basis. But when he's when he's nah. playing, no no one can cover him. When he's playing, no one can cover him. And, nah, and they he's can't, got he's he got he, he's got to find a way to, to to stay healthy because it's only hurting the offense when he doesn't. Because uh, the more options you have for Kirk Cousins, the better off uh, the whole offense. Quite naturally, any any offense, more options you have the better off you are. And if you have an option like Jordan Reed that can't be covered by a safety, can't be covered by a linebacker, and a lot of cornerbacks can't even uh, uh, cover him, um, you got to have that, you gotta have that in, in your lineup. Now, he's, a, he's an overgrown, overgrown wide receiver um, but, and playing in a t- tight end's body. So, uh, right. And, and, and you've got to throw in the fact that you got Deshaun on the field. When you right. had Deshaun and you have that dude on the field, it's hard. It's real hard because you can't yeah. double him and you can't double uh, Deshaun too. And then you can move either one of those two. So that's why that's why I'm like frustrated. Like, why are they not getting the ball to Deshaun? Like, what is going on? Yeah. Not, yeah. I'm not understanding that. And then they got this silly notion that uh, it's it's a toss up between Garcon and. Uh, Deshaun Jackson coming back, and I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, it ain't even close. It ain't even close. I like Pierre Garcon, but uh, nah, you got to keep Deshaun Jackson. I hear you. All right, man, we, we, I got to get out of here. Uh, I, I appreciate you calling in. Um, people, next week is tight ends. I'm going to be talking about tight ends next week in fantasy. Um, there's a vast array of tight ends, believe it or not, that are uh, viable options in your starting lineup uh, next this well, next season, this season, and uh, we'll be talking about them. Uh, we got two more positions that we're going to be dealing with, tight ends and running backs. Um, and uh, tune in next week, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, where me, being JT, a.k.a. the master, we're going to break down um, the uh, fantasy rankings and tight ends. And uh, whatever else may jump in there. Maybe uh, we'll get Macau back on there. If we don't, that's cool too. If we do, that's cool too. Uh, we just we're, we're pretty uh, um, loose loose show here. We we flow as we flow, and uh, hopefully you, you can stay with us. With that being said, uh, Macau, before you get out of here, is there anything that you would like to say to the people um, before we um, take take a step out? There you go. Don't boo, boo. Man, that that's that's a classic. That's a one of the most classic lines uh, I've ever heard. Don't boo, vote. Right. And, 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 like and, the best politician 
best thing a politician ever said, bro. I, I, it, it on so many levels. Exactly. Uh, with that being said, like I said, tune in next week, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'll be here talking about tight ends. Also, I'm also on the uh, uh, FSP Cruise Show, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on a Thursday night. We break down the week in sports. Maybe we start talking about fantasy. You never know. Um, uh, the crew always brings it on Thursday night, 8 p.m. And also, Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, Victor Gardner and I are on the FSP show talking about sports. We're doing IDPs, and I think we're going to be talking about uh, um, defensive backs next week in, in fantasy. So uh, we got a vast array of information coming from us from various shows. Tune in next week and uh, uh, listen to whatever shows your preference. With that being said, enjoy the rest of your wonderful work. Uh, yes. One more thing before you go, man. You, you Have you been keeping up with Andre Ward? No. Well, he's, uh, he's moved up to 175 pounds. He's going to take on uh, Sergey Kovalev, and uh, it's, it's pretty big, man. It's pretty big. That should be when happening ha- in November. November? Yep, it should be happening in November. He just uh, had his last, Andre Wood, he just had his last tune-up fight at 175 pounds. He looked real good. And right. uh, it's, it's one of the biggest fights of the year, man. Okay. I, just uh, um, as he gets closer, just remind me again so I don't freak, forget. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wa- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Definitely do that. All right. Without, without further ado, um, no music, no uh, no uh, fanfare leaving out of here. We're just going to drop the mic. We're out of here. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Uh, peace.